I was very sad at the realization as I was looking for a Buy Pride shirt to wear for State College Pride. Um, that since I need to remember to message our outreach director at CenterSafe that I will be helping them out, that I probably shouldn't have like, what was it? What did that say? Hold on, I have to look it up. They swing both ways like an ax? Yeah, like a battle ax. Or no, yeah. with battle axe, with, with big battle axes or something like that. It's like, a yeah. mm, little violent to be riding with the center safe crew. Probably, yeah. Hello, sisters, and welcome. Grab a drink in a familiar, cozy up by a bubbling cauldron. And join us for this meeting of the Sisters of the Night Caucus. Say hello, sisters. Hello, I am Katie. And I'm Angela. Uh, and I am Jillian. Um, Dr. Ack is here. And uh, let's get into it. Uh, it's a post-election pod. Um, and so we're going to do a bunch of post-election analysis before we get there we're gonna, I guess, try to spiritually cleanse ourselves by doing one hex and then we'll be doing each and then we'll be doing what's in our cauldron. And then maybe we could shake it out uh, and be prepared to talk about, <laughs> oh, the primary. So uh, who's got a hex locked and loaded and ready to go? Katie. I no longer have a big construction dumpster in front of my house. Boo. Sad. It's so sad. I have so much more I could have put in there. Guess who has one now? No. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. Does this, is this going to be a thing? Like, dumpster it, time. When, it's dumpster time. When you get rid of your dumpster, do I have to get a dumpster? Uh -huh. I'm going to probably. Round Robin. Round Robin. Round Robin. Okay. All if right. you kill JJ, you will have to drive him to my dumpster. I'm sorry. It's too messy. Okay, just offering. I mean, I'm just saying, like, it feels like it's not, like, with a tarp or, I don't know. I'm not, like, saying you should. I'm just saying. I mean, have uh, you not so, watched Goodfellas? I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah, there are plenty of movies and television shows that show you how to, like, make sure that a body does not, like, gunk up your car. That's yeah. the society that we live in. I'm not doing <laughs> any of this right now. <laughs> no, well, yeah, we can't do it because we're just talking about it uh, like on a podcast. Um, Angela, do you have a hex? I do. I do have a hex. Um, awesome. And, and my hex, and I'm, I'm, I'm tagging, I'm tagging Shanna, who is not on, in on this one too. Um, mm -hmm. But my, my hex is the, um, the concept of turn out Allegheny and Philly and maintain the margins. Because guess what? Yeah. That's failing dramatically. Um, so vote the, last, the latest round of voter registration numbers shows that the Republicans have made gains over us yeah. in every single county. In Pennsylvania, yeah. everyone, with the exception of Delaware, Montgomery, and ooh, surprise, surprise, shout out, Fulton County. Good job, Fulton County. Good job, Fulton nice, County. Nice work down there. You, they, they actually registered more people than the Republicans. But listen, there these are go. not small numbers. In all of our small, you know, small to mid-sized counties. I mean, these are numbers yeah. that range from 500 to 1500, you know, voter registration shift in every county since the last update. That is a lot of freaking votes when you add them all up. And this is why this idea that has taken hold of like, oh, you know, you just do the minimum and everything would just be fine. It's not fine. This is how, I mean, this is, this is a, I mean, when you look four years, I believe, and don't quote me because I don't have the numbers written down, but I think it's about a 350,000 vote shift or, or reduction in our 
uh, Democratic voter registration advantage um, since 2018. And uh, yeah. this is how it's happening, though, are these chunks. Sorry, if you can hear motorcycles. Um, but no, but this is, it, it's in these chunks. And I, it, it's truly born in this concept of like, oh, it's, it's just as long as we maintain the margins. But then that leads to like just complete, and, and listen, and I'm by no means saying you have to, should pay. It's the job of candidates to invest their time in strategic ways that make sense. Nobody's saying that you need to spend massive amounts of time on the ground in yes, places yes. where you're probably going to get 1,500 votes. However, it is the job of the state party to worry about this crap. And, and um, we, it, it looks, those numbers look to me like um, a slow motion train wreck. I mean, you know, <laughs> Fayette County is going to flip in the next, within the next year. Beaver County's right behind it. Um, when that happens, that will leave Allegheny as the only blue registration county in all of Western PA. Yeah. Um, that's my hex my hex is yeah. like this this maintaining the margins thing that's a cool I mean that's a cool saying but like what does that mean and how are you doing it because we're not doing yeah. it also like right margins. like here's the thing like um also if you're you we have to turn out I feel like it's the Pam from the office meme where it's like you have to turn out yeah. Philly and Pittsburgh and you have to increase the margins in the T um corporate wants you to find the difference between these two it's the same thing it's you got to turn people picture. out it's both turnout like they're the same picture um so like don't and also the number of people that are like I don't understand what you mean by the margins like okay well then you should probably not have an opinion on this i'm sorry <laughs> when i say that i'm sorry in that tone i obviously mean that i'm not um here's what i want people to do this is really yeah. frankly on the agenda later for like what do we do this year because that question sure. is in the agenda later here's what i want people to think about and i want people to think about for the next four months if you have a voter registration hand uh form in your hand and you are talking to a young person who's not registered, what do you say to them? That's just, I don't want an answer. I just want everybody to fucking think about that for the next four months. And you better have a yes. stack of voter reg registration forms in your fucking car or your shoulder bag yes. or wherever the fuck. A newsflash. Also, just keep that damn link bookmarked on your phone too. I mean, yeah. Literally, we can do this stuff online now. It's like magic. It's I know everyone has a phone. Joe, Joe Schmo. Joe average Sally person. Smith. Sally Smith can register her nephew if she has her phone in her hand. She says, here, I'm going to text you this link. I'll walk you through filling it out. You know what else people can do? People can what? reach out to their local party people like area chairs. I don't know somebody like me. And be like, hey, I have a family event coming up and I don't know if everybody's registered. You know what I can do? If they live in my county, I can find out if they're registered and you can register your friends at the summer picnic. Exciting stuff. Um, oh, see here now I had a hex. Then oh, no. I had a different hex. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then this went on too long and now i don't remember what it was so i'm gonna go with my original which i like is too on the nose and this is why i was gonna change it but it's fine and it's eternal men this is a very specific hex but it is about men largely it can also be about women it is about people who comment under a candidate's Facebook post about whatever to offer their hot take campaign advice. If you want to be part of the campaign team, part of the inner circle of the campaign, I am here to tell you for the vast majority of local elections, and I'm even talking like state rep races, 
uh, state Senate races in sort of like, you know, the T um, on the D side, y- you can get involved if you want. But if you're not involved, then I, I don't want to see your hot take advice about where people should be advertising or whatever. I don't, I simply do not. And frankly, that happens so much. And if you go and you look at some of these comments on candidate pages, and then you go to the commenters and you look at their pages and you look at like where they're from and what they do and all that kind of stuff, the unsolicited advice level like ratchets ratchets up about a thousand when you're like, no, you literally have no idea what you're talking about. Bye. Yes. So just please stop that. If you want to get involved in a campaign, get involved. Knock some doors, uh, make some phone calls, register voters. But otherwise, just please, please stop it. Um, I cannot. All right. Palette cleanse. Palette cleanse. Deep cleansing breath. All right. We're going to, now we're going to talk about what's in our cauldron. Do, do we have things, pleasant things in our cauldrons? Sunshine. Okay. I had a lot I wanted to do this weekend, like a lot. I had a big list. And then I was like, oh shit, I forgot to ask JJ because the one air conditioner is like 10 pounds too heavy for me to get in the window. Right. And I was like, oh, it's too fucking hot. Like I can't, can't get my household chores done. Can I just tell you how much I have slept in the last 48 hours? I've been doing things. I have been productive. I've been catching up things, working on projects, getting some writing done, but I have slept so much in 48 hours and it feels so good. Yeah. That's amazing. Naps are, naps are fantastic. They're life-changing. Beyond maps. It's like sleep for seven hours, be up for an hour, go to sleep for another four, be up for two. Those are just big naps. That's just a big nap. Like I've woken up to like eat and handle some things. And I'm just like, yeah, it's been not as productive of a weekend, but you know, it's just too hot, you know? You're filling up your sleep uh, deficit. That's productive. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, burnout. <laughs> yeah, here's, I guess, so here's, since it's summer, here's what's in my cauldron. Uh, it's flowy summer uh, robes. Uh, I have ordered some uh, kimonos. They're not actual kimonos. I wish we could find a different word for them, but like like gauzy wrap things, right, that you wear outside. Um, and the there's a unisex uh clothing line at target by wild fable that has incredibly comfortable like uh bermuda length uh sweatpant shorts with pockets with pockets real pockets um and they're bright colors and they're cute i'm gonna show the gang but look it's different on this size oh <laughs> um yeah so wonderful they're ama- they're so comfortable they're so soft and i, I don't want to wear bermudas. anything else i have sweat bermudas but they are not a delightful print like that yeah they're they have some delightful patterns some solids uh and it's just great i the only thing I enjoy about the heat is the ability to wear tank tops and uh, loose fitting, breezy clothing. And that's it. <laughs> I don't really like the heat otherwise. <laughs> Listen, this is me. This I got sunshine in my cauldron. Mm. Uh, um, I have, I, I made my, you know, uh, early summer t-shirt uh update 
um, <laughs> which has given me some joy, you know, uh, got that really great You Got an Enemy in Pennsylvania t-shirt. Um, yes. I'm sorry you didn't get one, Katie. They're going to make more. They sold out in 10 goddamn minutes. They really did. It was wild. They really did. Um, and, and I currently have a t-shirt on that has a rainbow and a unicorn and a butterfly and it's tie-dyed pink and um and really the like the fact that I can have shorts and comfy clothes on and be outside has done so much for my mental health I mean I I'm like a person I forgot I was so <laughs> that is what's in my cauldron is like it is amazing and do you ever stop to think like because I know that there was a recent study, there was a recent um, report that it was like wild, like that the city of Pittsburgh has the the least amount of sunny days, clear days than any city in the United States. It yeah. beats Seattle. And so sometimes I think like, what would it be like if I lived <laughs> like somewhere where, would I be less depressed if the weather was, um, if the weather was fair all the time and then the question that goes second is would I even be me without winter like what what person would I be anyway that's all that's what's in my cauldron deep thoughts sunshine and happiness yeah I so mean sleep, I, that's flowy fair. clothes and sun mm-hmm. yes sleep flowy clothes sunshine happiness um shit i'm gonna like start meditating or some bullshit like that this rate god yeah i mean like the seasonal depression gone making full room for regular depression but like it has left a space that regular depression hasn't filled yet so that's by vibing with that yeah it's a it's a seasonal shift joy vacuum i like woke up yeah there's like sunshine in that spot now (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like I woke up yesterday. It was very bizarre. Like I like I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I feel a little bit happy. <laughs> like and it was very disorienting. Like I wasn't like I didn't wake up like immediately like stressed about something. And I was like, wow, I'll take it. I mean, I, we don't know how long that will last, but it's pleasant. It is. Um, so, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, but I think sunshine is good. I think we can mostly agree on that. Uh, so now we're, now we're in it. Now we're on to it. The election, the primary election, it's over. First of all, I thank you gods ever like i'm so happy it's over it lasts from from tip to taint the worst primary election ever (laughs) it it was so long i don't even remember a time before so long but also so short i mean how yeah it had it had never-ending petitioning it had yeah. the petitioning PM. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it was just like truly the worst. So, um, but now we're through it and there were some good things, some good things that happened. Uh, Summer Lee. Summer Lee. Summer Lee. Um, Izzy. Love it. Who else? Shemaine Daniels. Oh, glorious. Glorious. Who else? Katie. Shanna, tell me. Shanna can't tell you squat. She's not here. Oh, Angela. I met Angela. You know what? It's sometimes the vibes are just too cool. Like, kind of, and bear with me, it's kind of like an official kind of an official line i guess um 
so like here's here's more of the the professional take um the primary really illustrated the power of incumbency and or the power of the um I don't want to say progressive movement necessarily, but I'm going to say progressive movement. The movement of we're going to go get shit done and be bold about our ideas movement, right? Um, when you think about like Emily Kincaid and Jessica Benham beating back their primary challengers, Liz Fiedler, Rick Krajewski, like all of those um, progressive incumbents who are challenged by more moderates summer lee in the primary right they kept their seats or they won and it's like some of that speaks to the power of incumbency like when the parties go you know the the capital p party will mm -hmm. maybe go against you but i think it also speaks um and we were having this conversation at work um to primary voters preferences for more progressive and diverse candidates and voices. And then I think we're seeing this pattern also in federal races. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The fact that like Fetterman hosed Connor Lamb, I feel very sad about Malcolm. 67 counties though. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't argue with that. No. And like, even though like where Fetterman stands on like very specific policy points, like we know that he's a Democrat and he's going to vote for Democrat issues that we all believe in. Right. I get that. Um, the policy nerd in me is like, I want more information. Um, but like Always. those like more progressive, quote unquote, outsider you know, appearances won out over that moderate vision that Lamb provided. And I think you look at the primary races and the Senate, like, we're sick of this shit as voters writ large, right? Like, we're sick of like, oh, we have to go to the middle. No, stop it, because the middle hasn't fucking been working. And I think this primary really spoke to that in Pennsylvania. Yes, that like that you like that was like the part A and B of what like my, my hot take was. So to like, to build on that, cause I agree with you completely um, to build on it. I also think it's, it's, it's kind of fascinating. Um, if you look not just at the democratic primary results, but also the Republican primary results. I think one of the most like fascinating things to kind of, to really um, dig into and, and look at is the fact that um, both on both sides of the aisle, there is a, there is kind of a, um, you know, a shift and a struggle towards, you know, what each party kind of wants to be. And I think people like to frame it as that, but I think there's something deeper. And I think it's like the Pennsylvania electorate in general on both sides of the aisle is does not care right now about endorsements at all. Oh they no. About, no, they are like over it. Like endorsements did not like, and like, I mean, whether it was Trump's endorsement or whether it was, you know, Philly, Philly committee or Allegheny committee, I mean, endorsements did not pan out at, at all um because I, I just i think that after after 2020 i mean we have been in continuous intense uh campaign overload you know an information overload pushed on the pennsylvania voter voters the pure voters for you know for upwards of four Eight years, years. Yeah. And like, people are just over it. They're like, no, like, no, I know that person. Or I heard this person say this, and I'm going with what I see with my eyes. And I don't really care what anyone else says. And I think, like I said, you see that play out on our side of the aisle with, um, like, you pointed out, like, progressives, um, especially progressive women overcoming, you know, lack of endorsements, 
and you know in in summer's case you know a tremendous amount of outside spending to on the republican side when trump endorsed oz and everyone was like yeah i don't know like isn't he friends with oprah like they were just not also <laughs> buying it you know like that's oprah's bestie like no and uh so i i, I think that you know, when outside people from outside of PA write about this stuff, they try to frame everything as these big existential value uh, battles for the future of each party. And it's like, yeah, but it's it, it really speaks a lot to voter fatigue, too, in the fact that like a lot of this shit just is not having the effect it used to have. What's your hot take, Jillian? Um, my hot take is yeah. This is an ongoing hot take. Ongoing hot take alert. Uh, something that we're gonna have to deal with, and that we've talked about before, and I'm sure we'll talk about again as we kind of like get used to it but like um the desire to know things right away about election that results i think we just like kind of keep, have to keep tempering that so much um and i'm very tired um i think here's my other take it's this um it is that if you want results you have to do the work and people that did the work got the results um and you know what sometimes they may not be the candidate you wanted but like that's how it be um now i will say this doesn't really apply necessarily to giant statewide races because like sometimes there are just factors that you know you can't get out ahead of but like I don't know guys i'm just tired you have that you have that pa voter fatigue i do i have strong pa voter fatigue um you you have always... overdosed on diner think pieces yes speaking of diner think pieces though yeah i've talked to a lot of people there's one although it's not a diner think piece. Whoever, if anybody read what Democrats get wrong about rural America from the Senate, Senator in Maine, read it. It's like 95 times. Right? times. Like, it's actually, yeah, it was really good. And I would say like 98% spot on. Fucking talk to voters. Yeah. I, I, um, there was a lot of recognition in there whenever they were talking about um, having, you know, built that tremendous trust with the Republican voters in their district. And then the coordinated, their version of the coordinated came in and was like, we're going to go in and, and contact your Republicans. And they were like, oh my God, no. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. That was right. what I was saying before, like, we opened is like, I've got this awesome guy in my little town who's definitely Republican, like he's very Second Amendment. But you know, I'm a Democrat who owns guns too, right? But he was like, yeah, it's like, it's so cool to see your name on the ballot because I would vote for you, like for council or whatever. And, but it's like, I've had conversations with him, just like that candidate. Had. There's been a lot of like, if people want to know how in a Republican pro-Trump town, every elected official is a Democrat, that article is why. Because we fucking talk to everybody. Yeah, it's relationship building, point blank. And those are mm -hmm. your relations. They're like those, that kind of relationship building does not translate. You can't give someone your list or coordinate it, can't come in and take your contacts. Like that's the biggest way to, to destroy trust, you know? And uh, yeah. That was a really, I thought that was, it was a really good little yeah. opinion essay. I thought it was really good. We'll have to link to it. 
yeah. But that goes right I, along with this yeah. margin also, business. Yeah. You also? It went out of my brain. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I sorry, Katie. No, that's fine. Like I said that and I went boop, boop. Uh, yeah, I, I, so here are a few things that I'm going to enjoy post-primary. One, um, I felt uncomfortable being as publicly appreciative of sheets as I would normally be when, when doing so might have been construed. <laughs> That's an endorsement of a candidate. <laughs> oh my God. Um, however, that candidate's now our nominee for senator, so I can go back to appreciating sheets publicly. And legal Thank weed. You. And yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm always gonna appreciate legal weed. No, that's what I'm saying. You now you can be yeah. more public. Yeah. I can right. now I can now do it. I mean, I'm not gonna make it my personality. But you know, uh, <laughs> that's good. I love that. I um, I will. You know what? Uh, Jen Wagner said it in our Slack. Um, props to the Fetterman merch store. Because uh, I ordered some shirts and they are freaking here already. Like I ordered a shirt the day before yesterday. It is here today. They came yesterday. I don't even know how that's possible. It's magic. It is magic. But I would, it's great. I, I hope that they offer a zip hoodie as yeah. I just got a hole in my latest zip hoodie and I am looking to purchase a new one. And so someone offer a zip hoodie, please. Yeah, Zip Hoodie, um, I'm going to renew our request for John Fetterman tear-off or zip-off pants. Yeah. Need that. I need it. Uh, I'll even take basketball shorts at this point. Basketball shorts? Yes, wait, actually. Wait, 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 wait. Where though, with the Shapiro jersey? The Shapiro jersey! Ah! Yes! My gosh, this is going to be so ridiculously over the top, and I am here for it. I yes. am here for this. Oh, okay, now, I'm so excited. Yeah. Even though I know there's other things we could like spout off on, like I've got one more thing to kind of like hot take is what I'm seeing, okay. and it makes me like a little worried. So I want, I want people like us and people who listen who are more experienced in campaigns to like help take people under their wings that they see who are working on campaigns mm -hmm. because being an organizer for two years is actually really good resume to go like go be an organizer for a state legislative candidate or the coordinated or whatever however these organizers were organizing during two years of a pandemic when we weren't knocking doors we weren't always doing persuasion in universes and we absolutely have to do that stuff right now yeah, absolutely. Especially given Angela's text about VR and all that jazz, but like take some of these new folks under your wing. If you have done persuasion knocking before and like help them because this isn't 2012, this isn't 2018 where we were always, I mean, we door knocked and door knocked. Right. And mm -hmm. I just, if you've done this before, help the organizers who are working in your area um work with your county party that like if somebody's not necessarily doing a persuasion message maybe your county party does a persuasion message maybe your county party mobilizes some of their own volunteers to do that work because i think we really need it this cycle we've got a lot of baby organizers and i don't want to say baby organizers we'll go with like i don't know i not yeah, I'm trying an, to figure out how to say not in an insulting I mean, way. They're baby I'm organizers. They're they babies. can get over we it. We love them. We're old now. We're old no, now. We, we love you like our babies. Your babies. Okay, but like they organized during two years of a pandemic. Like they yeah. organized lit drops, not persuasion knocks, right? So, like if you are experienced in your area, 
help these kids out, please. Yeah, we got to listen. And the, and the added benefit is you'll knock the rust off for yourself too, because I think that that's, that's really important to, to point out as well. Um, you know, um, everyone got a little rusty during the pandemic. We didn't have to, I mean, I know the campaign that I was on, you know, we, we, we stayed on doors safely with masks, much to some chagrin, but I stand by that decision um, because I, I do for what it's worth think you can safely knock doors. I always thought that, um, just a matter of how safe and if you were committed. Um, all of that being said, we're all rusty, man. You know, so maybe yep. getting out there yourself, um, you know, with with some new new folks. And and listen, and I think for what it's worth, that is going to be. And I'm glad you brought it up because I mean, I think that is going to be the biggest challenge. And, and I'll just say so very upfront. I think that over the course of the next two months is going to be the biggest challenge in front of the coordinated is the fact that you have a combination of voter fatigue and a lot of organizers who um, whose field experience comes from a virtual campaign. So yeah, I, I think we can help, you know, we can be, we can be helpful there because once again, it's not the fault of the organizers. You know what you know. I mean, listen, they they did an entire coordinated on phones. I mean, yeah. basically, yeah. I mean, on the dialer. So I, I'm going to move us over, though, because one of the benefits of uh, joining our Patreon means you get to join the Discord and you get to have questions asked of you about 24 hours in advance of the podcast recording. Boom, surprise. Yes, we got what do you uh, we, what yeah. what do you want our opinions on? So we already kind of talked about Dr. Oz a little bit. This is from our listener, Elizabeth. Yeah. So we don't, we, there's, there's going to be a recount in that, right? Yeah, I do believe it's going to recount. So who the hell knows? I just, what I am finding fascinating, like in regards to Dr. Oz Mm -hmm. um, is a quote unquote foreign name, but people how many there are people who after this primary have been like i really liked malcolm but i voted for so and so because i don't think a black gay man can win and i'm just going to say this again and i've been saying it over and over again and not publicly but a black man with a foreign middle foreign sounding middle name won pennsylvania statewide twice so fuck that noise fuck that noise yeah i don't think the uh, gop overly cares about what the fuck dr oz's like full name is i think what is very concerning about dr oz is the fact that he is doctor in front of his name and he's yeah, kind of like not real thing he's well a doctor. he's a doctor and like one thing that i have i mean you would hope at this point that we have seen enough doctor whatever's run for office to know that like being a doctor of almost anything does not make you more qualified or good as a candidate so just you know no but you have uh poorly informed people right gonna be i'm like, saying you would think but you oh, would yeah. be wrong yeah <laughs> And it's like, oh, well, if they have doctor in front of their name, they must be smart, right? Um, <laughs> also, side note from Dr. Ack, someone, someone they know is a McCormick voter, and they were like, well, Oz is also a doctor, to which Dr. Ack responded, Ben Carson is a fucking surgeon. <laughs> yeah it doesn't like I don't care if they're a rocket scientist a brain surgeon um uh, a cardiopulmonologist I don't give a shit yeah um none of it is pertinent um yeah so the next the next one and I'm gonna look at Jillian for this Mm -hmm. um because I think of the three of us you are on the comms a lot of the times 
Um, there has been a conversation on Twitter. Actually, I think it was added at some point, but I don't even fucking remember because I have barely looked at Twitter. Go back to that whole sleeping for 48 hours thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that like we have to win and we need to look at framing and messaging starting with our values then naming the villain never use your opponent's messaging and there's a lot of using our opponent's messaging so jillian yeah dive in let me dive into this okay um so if disclaimer if any of this sounds critical of your campaign it is um doesn't mean we don't love you it doesn't mean we don't love you it's constructive. I'm just saying that this is important and I will not back down on it. I don't care what happens. Um, and we've been through a two-year pandemic, so you know I don't give a fuck. Um, here's the deal. We have to have our own message and you, we cannot, cannot, cannot rely on, ooh, be scared of this boogeyman because... People are out of the emotion of fear, (laughs) like, you know, and there are way too many people on our own side who were like, you know, I mean, I don't think that like people like sure Doug Mastriano has a really strong base, but I don't think like regular Republicans are really going to vote for him. Do you? I don't know. Were you alive in 2016? Were you an adult for that election? Were you there? Did you see it? Did you experience it? What's the matter with you? Uh, I understand time is disappeared and we all don't remember things anymore, but please remember that. And I, I don't know how many, like, do we need to go back to 1992? Frankly, 1992. Yeah. It's the economy, stupid. Right. What it is. I would like to say it's the economy, stupid plus. Yes, there's a giant because here's the thing. I asterisk or something because I want everybody to update their it's the economy stupid takes. Um, and I'm not talking to you, Katie. Obviously, you know all this. Um, I just I would like everybody, everybody to update their it's the economy stupid takes for 2022. Um, we can't be talking about it in the same way that we were talking about it in the 90s. So no. James Carvel, I don't need your voice anymore. Thank you so much. Mm. Appreciate your service, but back the fuck off. Retire. Um, and anybody that wants to quote James Carvel to me, please step away. Please take two steps back. Think about what you're about to say and then try again. Do not choose um, violence. I will choose it. I'm choosing it every morning when I wake up now. It's really doing wonders for me. It's, yeah, it's, here's the thing. When we say it's the economy stupid, you have to remember that everything is economic for someone. So when we say it's the economy stupid, that leaves room for things like abortion because we have to protect access to abortion this year. We have to. Um, it is, there's no, and there's no stop. We, we have to. And Preach abortion that. is economic. Yes, Preach Kate. It. You know what else is economic? The fact what? that we give billions of dollars in subsidies to the fossil fuel company, but our planet's fucking burning. Preach. Yeah, um, billions of dollars to the fossil tax, fuel industry. And let, taxpayer and yet, dollars. Of taxpayer dollars. And yet I might add, um, <clears throat> and I know, you know, in, in Pennsylvania, this is primarily natural gas, right? But like, we're looking at the globally, um, oil companies get billions of billions of dollars and you can't afford gas for your car right now. So what the hell? Yeah, it's interesting how like the Democrats in the House just this last Wednesday voted to pass a, a price gouging piece of legislation to go after these gas corporations right they passed this whole price gouging thing katie porter's twitter was oh amazing uh, i love her amazing. yeah yes um you know i i love my my wonky women who are elected um but like 
that's the economy that's hitting our wallets you right know, and you know it, the it environment is the economy yeah you know uh when you have Healthcare. to buy bottled water instead of drinking the water that comes out of your tap yep that's economic or um health Anything healthcare. to do with healthcare is economics, thanks to the fact that we still don't have um, universal nationalized healthcare. Um, golly, what else? Um, LGBTQ plus rights. That's not economic. It sure as shooting is. Uh, because if you, um, especially if you're a very visible member of the LGBTQ plus community, um, you are much less likely, or you're much more likely to have issues finding a job, keeping a job. Um, if you could be, if you can be legally discriminated against, which you can in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, that's a problem for you. Um, so actual racism, actual racism. <laughs> Racism is economic, super economic. Prisons, education, like, oh my God, well, we have to raise our property taxes yeah. in the school district again because the state won't fucking fund our schools like the Constitution says it should. So Economics. Everything is economic uh, if you can think hard enough about it. And you really don't even have to think that hard for most of them. Um, so there. It's economic, stupid. But here's the other thing. Um, and I, I think like the, the larger point that we started with, just we can't, we can't just take our opponent's talking points and then say, that's what they think and it's bad. We have to define our own values. Why is it that it is important to us to protect abortion access for everyone? why yeah. is it that lgbtq plus rights are necessary so why yeah. structural racism bad <laughs> people want something to vote for not yeah. something to vote against i mean the internal polling is showing that like Framing things as running against Donald Trump is a big fat loser. It's a big loser burger. All right. People are, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work with our own people. It certainly doesn't work with independence. It's not working. And we, we need to be for. Things. And if you look at, look at Summer Lee's congressional race, look at $3 million, $3 million spent on, on mail and shit like that. Almost her. four. 3.8 to, mm -hmm. to yeah. just attack the shit out of her like sure maybe it like pulled some undecideds or something like that and the white people in the district um but like it just the negative clearly doesn't work and summer talked about real issues and real problems yeah in an inspiring so way that. that built yeah. a coalition and made people feel hope which listen yep. People, for what it's worth, for what it's worth, whether, you know, and there, you can you can find examples of this all over the results. Right now, people really, really, really know how effed they truly are. We're all fucked and we know it at this point. Like after the last three years, everyone's like, oh, yeah, this is not going so well in a very holistic way. And they want mm -hmm. fighters. They want people want fighters. I, I, that's really what I believe. And if you can offer people like hope and a sense of like, you know, some concept of belonging to something, yeah. you've got it. But like, it's it's not, and and it's very difficult to get our side to accept. And I, I know it's painful. January 6th is horrible it was the most horrible thing I mean it was just so, so horribly traumatic but it's not gonna turn out the vote people it is literally it turns people away it turns people away to the two things that pull the worst 
are talking about January 6th and talking about audits. Yeah. Listen, people, people hear audit, they think, oh, that audits, audits are good. Audits, hey, audits, you know, why not do an audit? Make sure everything's good. I mean, and with January 6th, we're, we've treated now, I think psychologically January 6th, the same way we're treating COVID, which is this just massive sense of that's, this is huge and there's a lot of trauma and I don't want to think or talk about it anymore. Obviously this is a problem and who knows how it was gonna play itself out in the long run, but that's where the electorate's at psychologically. Right. So like, unless you're like actively involved in like prosecuting people or pulling and or, or like subpoenas or something, it's, it's not worth talking about. Um, and as always, don't accept, like, you can't use our opponent's messaging because when you do that, you're accepting their premise and we can't do that. Um, don't legitimize this shit. Don't, don't, yeah, don't. Um, and also shit oh it was something oh i remember i'm back it i'm back um doug mastriano doug mastriano is organizing he's been organizing and if you think to yourself i know that doug mastriano is a fascist christian nationalist and who could possibly vote for that lots of people because they don't call it that they don't want to admit that it is that Doug Bastriano is actually and I'm just going to come right out and say it I've been saying it for six months because I've been saying Doug Mastriano is going to win and this is a large concern and everyone was like no he's crazy that's the best thing that could happen for us and I'm like you people I don't know I don't agree with this at all because Doug Mastriano has been out there on the ground in all these red counties and his little meet his meetings his organizing events literally look like revivalist he runs it like a church revival yeah Mm -hmm. and there is something that is deeply deeply appealing to to people yeah in that and it's i mean it's community building it's a horrible community Mm -hmm. but it's community building a hundred percent and we should be really concerned about it in my opinion here's the thing i'll say as somebody who well basically has only attended church virtually mostly for the last two years but like even though i'm not necessarily the world's like not getting into all my faith but as somebody who identifies as a christian i value my church community mm-hmm. i don't go because like oh the the sermon was like off the rail no i go for the community that is the most important part like we're a connectional church so mm-hmm. presbyterian of me um but like but that's why I go and like I go to church for that community because I feel hope humans are social creatures, whether you're introverted or not, we're still social creatures. And you can be provided a level of hope when you feel like you have a community to be part of. Think, you know, and it's just, that's why revival type shit works. So please don't underestimate this. Please stop underestimating this. Please do not be like, oh, this is slam dunk. We're going to win because it's not a slam dunk. No. And we have to work very hard to win. So like, you know, that I guess is. And if, if you're a candidate for the state legislature, be authentic, run who you are. Uh you know, and make sure that you have your messaging, not somebody else's. I'm going to give a shout out to my house candidate um, for being his authentic self. Um, You know, he's a working class candidate who's not taking big contributions and he's out there saying like, I'm just like you and he is. I mean, I know him very well. So like, I know the tax bracket, right? Um, I know our little town. (laughs) (laughs) Like, same tax bracket here. Like, like he is running very authentically. 
and he is connecting with people who I didn't think he'd connect with, like just on face value, right? Like, oh, you're never going to be able to talk to them. But because he's being his authentic self, he is connecting with people. I don't know if they'll vote for him, but he's at least connecting with people. So shout out to him. And I want every damn candidate to do that. Yeah, so I think let's, um, we have to then move towards the rapage. Um, So, you know, of course, uh, congratulations to to Josh Shapiro, to Austin Davis, to John Fetterman, uh, and to all of our winners, whether we've mentioned you or not, we love you. Um, what? Oh, I was just a whoop whoop. That was a whoop, go, whoop. go winning candidates. Yay. Uh, <laughs> uh, now we now we do the next thing, which is the general, you know, that's that's what we're gonna do. So Oh, we have some events. Um, what's coming up? We're getting towards June. Uh, June is Pride Month. June also includes Juneteenth. Um, <clears throat> so uh, the Lawrence County Hoyt Foundation uh, is doing a color run and Pride kickoff after party. So check that out. Uh, of course, check out Mobilize for what's up with the campaigns. Um, start researching what you're going to be doing for pride where you're going to go if you're going um i will be hitting up state college pride on june 11th for sure for sure with me thank you with with katie um we will be there um and i i aim to look absolutely ridiculous uh oh also Coming up in June, of course, uh, State Committee Reorg. Uh, you should check in with your county party and find out what sorts of uh, deminars or constituency caucus meetings are available via Zoom in the week leading up to uh, State Committee. I know I will be putting that out for my county. Um, and I apologize to anybody that hadn't thought of it that's going to have to do it now. <laughs> but you should, because it's available. Because guess what? You don't have to be a- an elected member of state committee to um, to come out, go to meetings, just to go to seminars, see what's happening. It's a great experience. It's a great place to meet people, um, stuff to learn, et cetera. Angela. Jillian. Yeah. Would it be would it be okay to say that for the any listener who lives in a county in which for whatever reason the chair does not make that information public and available that they would be able to reach out to you if they wanted yeah. to what seminars were happening? One hundred percent. You are welcome to reach out to me, and I will happily provide that info. Um. Lots because of fun you're stuff. an angel because you're an thank, angel thank you an angel um <laughs> all right so as always listen we can't continue to do this without your support um we've all got so much going on and when you come support us on patreon that means that you get to join us in our awesome discord community and talk shit all the time whenever you want for as little as five dollars a month um and that keeps us going and we would love it if you came and hang out and Uh, the thing i just want to say the thing i really really have loved about our discord is people who are reasonably new to all of this Mm -hmm. who found our podcast and the questions that they ask and it's such a diverse group of people in there that if you've got a question about something that's going on, a question about a candidate, a question about how to get involved, there's a whole community of people there to help point you in the right direction for where you are. It's very true. I love it. And I really like, also, I really enjoy having people that are like super active, but like they're just becoming super active on there because you get question. we get questions that like, it wouldn't have occurred to me as something that I need to answer for somebody, which doesn't mean it's a bad question. It just means like sometimes you're in it so long that you don't think about all of the different things. Um, so that's fantastic. So come join our community. All right, we've come to the end. 
many thanks to um, you know my lovely co-witches Angela uh, and who is it the other one I oh, think it was Katie. Shanna I remember that it was Shanna <laughs> Shanna <laughs> Thanks to Shanna for not not for being here, but for me thinking that you were. Um, (laughs) Emily didn't get to stop by, but that's okay. You'll see her again. Uh, And always our mysterious and delightful producer, Dr. Ack. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Night Caucus. Subscribe and rate us on Apple Pods, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your pods. Um, And join our community by becoming a Patreon supporter. All right. Well, uh, yeah. See you later. Bye.